Hey everybody and welcome to the AreYouScreening.com podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we are uh, really kicking off the, I guess, big swing of awards. It's that time of year again, Yeah. which is uh, utter insanity. I didn't even know what we're doing today. Uh, we're <laughs> well. I just realized that we you don't so you don't need films. to know. Okay, surprise me with it. We've uh, actually seen a bunch of films in the last right, few days. Right. So what we're doing today? <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing. Right. There's no need for you. That. You just go in just the screening room here, and I'll and, knock every yeah. once in a while, and you come and out. Pretty. That's right. That's all I'm doing. Uh, we're gonna do rules don't apply and allied because they both came out right. this week. Um, at least in. Uh, limited release. I think they actually both came out wide, I don't know, um, but I'm lost right. at this point, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's coming out. Yeah. Um, there's a chance, I guess, we could throw out other movies depending on uh, how, how much we go through stuff. Yeah. But I'm sure we could talk a lot about those. But uh, so speaking of that, after this week, and probably well into January, uh, so for the rest of the year and then into January. We will probably be doing like three or four movies a week. Yeah, it, it, yeah. we will Anybody be. Anybody who's been a long time there knows. Yeah, because we and, could probably do like five movies a week right now, except that have, everyone we did would just be like, "Okay, I liked it." Next, right. I mean, because I had, there's too much. I remember somebody that I know listened to our show. Uh, I, God, I think it was last year. It might have been the year before, and they said. They're having fun with it. We, you know, we do really well, which is surprising. I don't know sure. why. I guess they think we're just idiots. You're making we're not. No, <laughs> no. And and he said, uh, but I thought you guys, when you started doing a bunch of films, when I looked and it was like three, four, and five films, I thought it was going to be boring and uninteresting. Because I, what he was saying is, do the film, and if you got time for more, do that. But right. don't be like, okay, we saw this. Nah, that, that sucked. Right. What else? It thumbs up. You know, he's like, don't do a checklist. That's right. Kinda, right. I want to hear it. And I thought that was kind of neat because I thought that's what we did. Right. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, but it's, uh, the, uh, so coming up, this is a weird year and things have changed, right? The critics choice movie awards is on December 11th this year. Yeah. Uh, and I imagine, uh, that, that it, it seems like a good idea to me. It's just that it's problematic, right? Right. Um, the, I, the idea is to move it a little bit away from the Golden Globes because like the last two or three years, it has been like within days of the really Golden Globes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's and that just sucks. And then yeah. it's also, um, you know, the Oscars are clearly February or whatever, but yeah. But the uh, Critics' Choice and the Golden Globes have always been like kind of mid-ish January or whatever. And so the idea is to distance yourself a little bit from the Golden Globes and have your own sort of time. But one of the things for me that, um, that I like the move, right, is that the Critics' Choice Awards have, have for a really long time been the best predictor of the Oscars. Yeah. But – the closer you get to the Golden Globes and the Oscars, it it's not that fun to be the best predictor, right? If you're right. The, the if we come out the day before the Oscars and we get everything right, the right. Same, we get everything the same, right? And we right. predict it perfectly. I mean, what difference does it make? You have like one day to yeah. revel in that yeah, accomplishment, right. and then it, it, you know, no one's paying attention anyway. So anyway, they're on December 11th, but I have to uh, turn in nominations today, right? 
uh, by midnight. So you're ready. It's clearly award season, <laughs> at, yeah. at least for me. Right. Uh, and the show is on uh, A and E, uh, and I think it's on yeah. uh, something else, like at the same time, say, like I, in case you don't get, yeah, I thought, you know, whatever. I, I guess it makes but sense. It's, I it's, thought it was uh, something else. Yeah, it's A and E. It was A and E last year, and uh, A and E apparently uh, loves having the show. Yeah. Uh, And and last year was the first year uh, that everything's kind of together. Uh oh. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, but it so it's going to be TV and movie and and the whole thing like the Golden Globes are. Anyway. So before we get into uh, allied and rules don't apply, and uh, as I said, I have to warn you that you know for the rest of the year it's going to be uh, a ton of movies. Yeah. But before we get into that, I was uh, going to just quickly run through since it's big time award season. Yeah. Uh, movies to pay attention to so that no one is completely surprised <laughs> when nominations and awards start coming out. Right. And so I'm I'm just going to go through the list like really quickly of uh, what are some of the bigger things. What? Who, no, no, it's not. No, not, not, not like what's coming up next week and the weekend. No, no, it's not, just, not right. in like any order. All just right. like the things that people are are talking about. And I'm only going to do best picture, right? Best actor and best actress. So just so people like have it in their mind, who are the people and Robert movies and whatever yeah. that people are talking about a lot. Right. And you know there might be some surprises or whatever. Right. But anyway. But before we do that, we got an email uh, uh, from Scott in Portland. Portland, Maine? Portland, Oregon? Portland, it, Portland? Uh, who knows? You have to ask Scott. Scott I, right. I don't know. Hey, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's Portland, Maine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just like, just because. Because you guys all the time. No. Like, yeah, quit, right. Quit letting your dog on my yard. Yeah, because he goes, you know, Scott. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, we'll probably get an email like that from somebody. Yeah, now. that'd be cool. All right. Hey, Scott. Uh, but anyway, he kind of called us out. I love it. On what our on our thing. And, and you? You did something. Th- it was both of us. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it was both of us because it's something that we didn't do. And uh, he had some uh, pretty serious exception to the fact that All we right. did not do I it. I love right? it. Let's hear it. And so he wants us to okay. uh, address the issue. Okay. Because we left it alone, and uh, Scott was not in love with Fantastic Beasts. Okay. Okay. He's, so he's with me. So he, yeah. So he he replied to our review of it. Yep. And he said that he was a little dismayed. Yeah. That neither one of us bothered to mention the mating dance <laughs> that Newt Scamander did. Yeah. And uh, it, right. I assume uh, we didn't bag on it (laughs) and we didn't bother to mention it at all. Right. Uh, So I just have to say, yeah, I, you know, I kind of forgot to mention that. The show was only so long. Right. Uh, Yeah. And, right. And he reminded me because when I was watching the movie, (laughs) um, you know, I don't take notes when I'm watching the movie or anything. Right. What are you doing on your phone all the time, then? Uh, you, uh, yeah, I'd like to know what Candy that is. Crush. I, thought, I yeah. thought you were like texting yourself. I'm, or, you know, the, the candy's not going to crush itself, all right? right. Uh, People kick my chair because you're on the phone. Yeah, like, that's that's the what Corsican happens. Brothers. So, so the craziness of that is that I really wanted to mention that, but then by the yeah. time we got to the 
to doing the show, right. you know, we're babbling, we're live, we uh, we call are. in right now. The we, chat room's open. Yeah, we are. We do. Uh, and, and I just forgot yeah. about it. And not only that, but I forgot about it. It's not like after the show was done, I went, oh, I mean, right. I didn't remember right. it until he sometimes. emailed me. We do that sometimes. We're like, oh, man. Yeah. I, really meant, I meant to say this. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not well, exactly sure what Scott's looking for here, except that I did really hate that part of the movie. Yeah. I hated that part of the movie yeah. with, like, a <laughs> fury, right? Not only... Uh, was that a goofball gimmicky thing? It's with it, it's a part within a part, right? right. It, it's it, the bigger part is just as stupid too, right. right? It's not like it's just that, right? Right. The whole lead up to it is awful, but the doing it itself, uh, first of all, it's goofy. Uh, even if it were something that you could try to argue made some sense it's still done really goofy. Yeah. And it also doesn't make any sense. It's, it's for the kids. It's a total goofy yeah. thing that you throw in for the kids, like almost because you threw a dart and that's right. what it hit. And right. you went, I have to put that in. It's a part of the movie that in a, in a different movie, you would say, uh, you know, the producers <laughs> have a dollar bet right? or, right. you know, yeah. whatever it is right. like, I bet you can't do get this into the screenplay somehow right. and get it to actually show up on the screen. Yeah. Except that you've got J.K. Rowling and she can get whatever she right. wants to show right. up on the screen. Right. But it's just it's it's totally stupid and it doesn't it doesn't do anything anyway. It's right. just a it's one of those things where I really wish <laughs> that actors. It, it's one of those things. I say this every oh, once in yeah. a while when we're doing the show that. I wish the actors would just, no. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Not doing that. Right. You're going to have to figure right. something else out or get somebody else to be Newt's commander. I'm okay with that. You, but I want to tell Scott. so dumb. I want to tell Scott that I gave it three stars. You gave it five. And the reason it got three from me is because of that dance. Is <laughs> That's what I want to tell him. But the truth is, I, <laughs> that's I what I want to say. The, the truth is, you can quote me on that, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to actually say it. Really say it. <laughs> the, the truth is, sometimes we get distracted. We focus on all these other things, and the obvious thing. I, I to be quite honest, I forgot about it until you mentioned that Scott reminded right. us as well. Because but we had like, both effectively I, blocked I, it I, from I, our I, mind. I, I have the the PTSD about it. I don't want to know that it's feel, there. Now that I think back on it, I feel like it's almost so obvious. This isn't even just trying to weasel out of it, but I feel like it's so obvious that that you don't need to mention to it, it, right? But maybe what Scott is looking for is acknowledgement, and he's got it. We we missed that one, though we didn't miss it. We missed mentioning it, or maybe he's making sure that we didn't genuinely like it. <laughs> and, I think case, I think that was part of in it. In which case, we're acknowledged that too. It it was just so obvious to me. I was more focused on the disappointment and the absurdity, which this fits. Like, yeah. why didn't I put that in? I just I didn't. Yeah, it's so. weird that we both didn't yeah, didn't usually, mention it. Usually one of us would be like, hey, yeah, man, what was that? The big things one of us will get. But Even I do I do note. feel like that's what Scott was after, yeah, right? He right. really <laughs> wanted to get, I want to know what yeah. they I need to know yeah. because I need to know if I need to uh, dump this podcast. I, I was just right? going to say I think we got Scott listening again. So, sorry about right. that. But yeah, the good call Scott and 
I think we're pretty good when a film is good or bad, nailing what really is. And it's not always just one thing, but there's a laundry list sometimes of the attributes that are positive or negative. And right. know, sometimes it's, we just yeah, it's not like that makes or breaks the movie, <laughs> right. right? Like if you right. took that out, all of a sudden we'd love it or something. Right. But yeah. it is one of the horrible, yeah. horrible parts of right. it. Anyway. And, and, that's, and that's a good question because certainly – if he didn't enjoy it and he found that to be maybe one of the big linchpins of the I think that's when he left. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was like that. I'm out. And then I can that's imagine, it. just picture this guy. I can see that happening And he's too. like, they're going to talk about that's this what in a I, yeah, I'm going right. to be validated. And then they were done. And he's like, what the hell? Yeah. He so, lost a bet to somebody himself. Yeah. I bet they'll mention it. They're going to talk about that because that's the most horrible thing. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's cool. I, we love the emails. That's awesome. And right. So, uh, as I said, as I said, I'm going to uh, just run through the big laundry list of uh, garbage that's right. going to get nominated going. just so that people know what to pay attention to right. and people to are aware yeah. and uh, know what they better go see if they, if they care Whatever about, about this sort of stuff. So best picture, right? This, this is a year where best picture is kind of, uh, Oddly broad. They're going to have 30. Right. They can, any number They're, now, the right? Uh, new algorithm it's for the Oscars. 10, isn't it? It's still, I, I don't know. Who I, knows what they do? I God, feel like the so Oscars bad. said they were going to change it. Yeah, I did too. And they, at the beginning of the year. Right. And then nothing ever came no, of that. I, don't I could be misremembering that. I could be wrong. But I, I, feel like, dance, I feel so. like right after the awards last yeah. year, there was some talk I, about I changing it again. And then you never heard anything about it. I never did. Because the whole 10 thing is um, good in its own way, Uh, especially some years. Some years when, uh, you know, when it's five, right? There, it was like year after year after year, there'd be five and there'd be like that sixth movie and everyone would go nuts. right? Right. Right. Or there'd be a couple of them or whatever. And every, and you know, Oh, this movie got robbed or something. And then they changed it, and everyone went, "What the hell is right. that?" <laughs> because that because then you had at least two or three movies because mm-hmm. you had these all these ten years, right? Yep. And the Critics' Choice is uh, does ten and is sticking with it as far as I know, right? Right. Um, but every year you get at least two or three movies that get to say they're Oscar nominated. Right. That do not have the slightest chance in hell of winning. Right. And that's like, eh, you know, even even in a crazy year. Right. You want to have uh, that's why I like five so much, mm-hmm. because you're going to have those years where you absolutely know which movie's winning. Right. right. But you want to feel like all five have some kind of shot at it. Right. right. Like the Vegas odds are not going to be so long. Right. <laughs> right. That. And when you got 10, it just doesn't work out. Anyway, so best picture, uh, like I said, just running through these. La La Land, obviously, is a movie that everyone is talking about. It's right. probably, um, you know, the number one front runner to get nominated. I don't know if it's the number one front runner to win. Right. But there's virtually no chance that it won't get nominated for every award everywhere because everyone is going yeah. goofy over that movie. Anyway, then uh, Fences, Denzel Washington's in a movie, so that's going to get nominated. Moonlight is like a little movie and that, running. that everyone is talking about that could it should get nominated. 
Um, everyone is really going crazy for that movie. Uh, and it's cool. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's not like, and it's right. garbage, it. It but, cool. uh, lion is a movie that people are doing a lot of talking about, but I'm not. And especially if you've got 10 movies, it, it could get nominated right. because it's got that like touchy feely, you know, yeah. Oscar-y thing going on with it. And uh, so people are going to like that. Um, I don't think it has much chance to actually get anywhere. Yeah. But it's one that is probably going to get nominated. Silence uh, is very likely to get nominated. Yeah. Um, because, uh, y- you know, Denzel Washington made a movie. Uh, Tom right. Hanks made a movie. Sure. Martin Scorsese made a movie. Yep. That's just what happens. Uh, Manchester by the Sea is another movie that everyone is talking about. That hasn't lost steam. And, uh, and, and yeah, that is another yeah. thing that this that movie has going for it is that people keep talking about it. You remember a couple years ago, there were a bunch of movies that in October, everyone was all over them. Right. And then they never they, even got nominated, died, right? Yeah, right? Like, um, what was that? That Reese Witherspoon movie. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing like a couple years ago because at the outset, everyone was like, hooray for this. Right. And then everyone got over it. Right. right. <laughs> it was like, yeah. which is, which is why everything comes out in December. I mean, right. if you're confused at all about why all and these why, movies come out on Christmas day right. or whatever. And one of the reasons why it was so weird that Fury Road still kept getting right. 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 That was in the summer. That right? was early summer. Right. It, it was real early. It was That's like weird. April or something it was real early yeah anyway manchester by the sea i think that's a absolute lock for nomination anyway and then we'll see how that plays out uh arrival um loving is getting a lot of attention hidden figures is obviously one that people are uh talking a lot about hidden figures is the uh it's the black women who you know work for nasa did all the yeah right okay yeah, I don't know if I'm blanking on that for a second. Did all the math. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, there's it's like a <laughs> weird, stuff. it's a weird new thing now where like every year there has to be a math movie, <laughs> or right. or something related to like math game. or science, right? Yeah, it's the imitation game, the right. theory of everything. Right. It's like all of a sudden we do a math movie every year, right? Who's another math person? This is awesome. Uh, okay, 20th century women. Um, yep. That one is definitely. Uh, getting a lot of attention and i think it's quite frankly going to ride on the actress attention that it's getting so then you have to talk about the movie right right? so um i don't know that that's really a strong contender for best of the year uh you've got heller high water hacksaw ridge florence foster jenkins uh which is a little too fun probably (laughs) (laughs) live qualified live by night is uh, one that is people are talking about it right now because Ben Affleck and the whole right. thing that could be one that runs into some trouble by the time it gets to Oscar time, right? Um, because maybe it won't actually be great, right? Uh, Nocturnal Animals is not exactly in strong contention, right? That's but people right are, now, but. yeah, people are talking about it, uh, and it's crazy cool, right? So who knows. Um, and it and it's one it's another one where a lot of people are talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. People are talking about Amy Adams. I don't even know what they're submitting her for in that movie if it's actress or like supporting, supporting because movie? of yeah, what he I does. Know. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah. I think it's probably actress because there are no other people in the movie. Right, there's no other lead. Um, but so lots of people are talking about Jake Gyllenhaal there, even though he's not even probably in like really strong contention right. to win. Right. Um, but then you have to pay attention to the movie right. and then more people will see the movie and then, you know, whatever. Um, Gold, which not out yet. Um, and I don't think that movie even comes out until like late January or something, but it's still a movie in contention. Yep. Um, and then you've got like Allied, Love and Friendship, Cafe Society, which is um, Woody Allen, oh, yeah. uh, Amazon right. movie. Yep. Uh, Love and Friendship is an Amazon movie that's uh, Whit Stillman, which yep. is actually really awesome movie. Uh, the Dressmaker, The Handmaiden is a movie that uh, has so many people talking about it. And it's one of those that might get nominated, even though it's a foreign movie, because so many right. people like yeah. it and think it's awesome. And it's a good movie where like, you know, you're a movie critic or you're a member of the Academy and then you get to be really, yeah, right. You get to be really cool. If you, if you nominate that, yeah, right? right. Like I'm so cool that I nominated that. And then you've got uh, real long shots, like <laughs> a monster calls, even though that looks like a pretty cool movie, but it's, yeah. you know, a long shot at Patterson is the uh, right. Jim Jarmusch movie. It's Adam driver. It's very, you know, obviously art house indie right. thing, yeah. but you never know, like, especially you when you have know. 10. Right. Right. And uh, even some people are talking about the lobster, which goes back way to the beginning of the year with Colin Firth. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy, awesome movie. I don't think it even has a chance to get nominated legitimately, but people are still talking about it because maybe more people will see it if they, <laughs> right. if they talk about it. But he is actually getting talked about a little bit. Huh. So best actor, uh, we're just going to, you know, run through stuff real quick. Obviously Denzel Washington made a movie. Uh, people are talking about Casey Affleck getting nominated Manchester by the sea. Tom Hanks made a movie, right. uh, Joel Edgerton and loving. Uh, he's pretty likely to get nominated, I think. And then this is, you know, sort of goes down the list. Who knows how this list will be? I'm not ranking all these. Like right. this is the order of anything, right? Yeah. But you've got Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic, which is a little indie movie that has broken out pretty yeah. significantly too, mostly because of him. Right. Because a lot of people are saying that he's so awesome. Uh, Ryan Gosling in La La Land, Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge, Michael Keaton in The Founder, Jake Gyllenhaal, like I already said. Adam Driver, even some people are talking about. Ben Affleck, maybe. I don't know. That one is a real long shot on that movie. Right. Because that is a movie where, you know, people might just be waiting for the backlash against Ben Affleck. Right. That movie needs to be really good. Right. Or Batfleck is or, 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 yeah. Or, they always seem to line up just to swing at him, you know. Exactly. exactly. And, uh, like, when The Accountant came out, yep. it, you know, he got lucky. Right. That that was actually pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, I didn't love it, but right. it was it was pretty it good. Was passable and it was good when it needed to be. Yeah. And that's a movie that easily could have had everyone just I saw people bouncing off the walls, right? Yeah, yeah, there were they were really really waiting. There are, yeah. which is funny because He's such a weird guy. <laughs> he is because people like want to hate him. They really do. There are enough yeah. people out there it's that weird. go to that give yeah. him the money. <laughs> I guess. Just because they want to, get, and then the movie's over, and they 
fine. Yeah, I guess. That was all right. <laughs> and uh, also, finally, Michael Fassbender in Light Between Oceans. And... I thought you were going to say Assassin's Creed. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's going yeah. to run. And Best Actress, okay, uh, Annette Bening in 20th Century Woman, Emma Stone in La La Land, uh, who could have like a real shot uh, yeah. at taking that uh, huh. because that's just – this that's year apparently is, huh? that's that's just what's happening this year yeah uh jessica chastain and miss sloan natalie portman and jackie ruth nega in loving amy adams is probably going to get nominated no matter what happens or which though <laughs> but right is, it, is it going to be a rival is it going to be nocturnal animals yeah it's going to be both <laughs> both that would be amazing that would rock uh isabel uh, Hubert, I think is how you pronounce your name, in L, which is another foreign movie mm-hmm. that kind of has taken the world by storm because it's about crazy stuff. Oh. It's actually a really good movie. Um, Taraji P. Uh, Henson in Hidden Figures, I don't know. Yeah. I think she might get nominated, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's that good. I think she's just a name that's out there at this point. And it it's just I don't know the the movie is not that fantastic. It's yeah. just that it's uh, it makes you feel good for voting for it. So maybe lots of people will vote for it. I don't I don't know. Right. Uh, Marion uh, Cotillard in Allied um, possibly, and Meryl Streep is in a movie, so it's likely it's that Meryl. she will get nominated. She's in uh, Florence Foster Jenkins, and that's it for that. Right. There is. Um, the problem with this year, even more than other years, is that there are several things where people are probably going to get nominated, and I'm going to end up kind of pissed off about it because Tom Hanks is not that great, I didn't think. Uh, I, I didn't think he was that awesome. I think he just was in a movie. Right. And so people are going to vote, nominate him because he was in a movie. And, uh, you know, Amy Adams should really let some other women make movies, <laughs> right? That's Mark Eastman. There are, uh, there are a lot of people for actor and actress who aren't going to get nominated, who really probably deserve to be mm-hmm. in lots of other movies than I mentioned. Right who have no chance because certain people did make movies or certain directors made movies or whatever, whatever the case may be. And there are, this is a year where I really liked a lot of stuff and I'm not going to go into it right now because we'll do our best list list later and all that stuff. But there are a lot of going through stuff like nominate people for best actor, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. Yeah. And I'm like, man, these are like the 10. Right. That, have any shot of getting nominated yeah these are the other four i want to nominate nominate you're a voting member Get i'm saying i will yeah, you're a part of the party. i will but what will but it won't get me anything <laughs> right right peace of mind your son will i'll will feel better about you. myself right yeah. but it won't change who gets nominated right. anyway right. uh so the nominations i believe are announced uh tomorrow morning yeah. So look for those. Uh, and once again, the Critics' Choice is uh, December 11th on A&E, and you don't want to miss that because right. it's fantastic, right? Yeah. And it's uh, hosted again by T.J. Miller, who did it last year. Oh, yeah. Right. And uh, I thought he, he was. Did. I thought he was really good. Yeah, he did good. 
he's not maybe your uh you know i hate to say this uh but i'm just trying i'm just trying to try to be real here we're just go. trying to deliver i guess a, an idea of what i'm trying to talk about right yeah he might not be asked to the oscars next year <laughs> off the back of his work at the critics choice because it's just it's a different thing right, right? but i thought it was really good and uh, i thought he was a lot of fun and i thought that the show was really good last year. So um, anyway, moving on to actual movies, right? Right. Now that you've got all that in your head and don't know what to do with it and have to see uh, like 40 movies by by the end of next month. Way to assign homework. Yeah. You know, so now it's uh, allied and rules don't apply. Allied, Brett Pitt, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Did I just say Brett Pitt? I think Brad. Brad. I don't know who that guy was. Brad Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. Oh, now the phone's ringing. Phones. We got a line. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, someone's someone's on the line. Right. Anyway, and it's Zemeckis film. World War II. It's Robert Zemeckis, who at this point I think I said even on the show, um, you know, he scares me at this point. Twenty years ago, if there was a Robert Zemeckis film, everyone would have been there. Right. Um, and now I'm like, eh, I don't know. He's like, he's kind of hit or miss for me. And I think that he has made a few movies in like the last ten years, fifteen years, whatever. That I don't know. He he man. He like he gets away from himself. I think sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so allied, and as you know from the trailer, it's all about spy ness. Right. And who is or isn't a spy in the trailer. They actually give away a lot of what happens. And because, you know, in the trailer that the question is, we think your wife's a spy. Right. And then you have to watch the movie and and there's like an hour before, (laughs) before we get anywhere to this whole spy business. And it's a little weird. I think for a trailer, you have to kind of give the idea of what's going on, I guess. Yeah. But, when you've got that kind of question going into things and you give it away in the trailer, the way that the trailer does. Yeah. And then the audience has to sit there uh-huh. and watch them, you know, do this first job, get to know each other and everything like that. It's, it's a little weird. I right. feel like it would be, uh, I would like to see what happens when somebody watches this movie and never heard of it at all. Never saw right. the trailer. Doesn't know anything. Right it's kind of a different thing because you're, you're watching everything happen going, well, is she, or isn't she? And right. uh, like going into the first run, right. Yeah. That should be like when you rewatch it right. and you go, did they give anything they, away yeah. or, you know, whatever. But now they say that in the trailer and it's a little weird, but anyway, before we uh, review the whole movie, uh, I gave this one uh, seven and a half. I was off by half. Uh, you're allowed to be off by half. Yeah, that's um, pretty close. I consider if I'm off by half and guessing the thing I was on. <laughs> right. Um. So did you give me seven or eight? I give you seven. Okay. I thought you had seven. Yeah, and there were parts of this movie that I really liked, and in the first like 25 minutes, I thought this might be like a nine. Yeah. But it might because it starts. It, it might end up being really good. Yeah. Because it did, it played everything out in a really interesting way, yep. and it was it was really old school, right? It right. was like watching a Hitchcock movie or something. I agree. It was very very cool, and then it got to a point where it just went, 
okay, now we're just like on the plateau right. for a really long time. And we're just going through everything in a, you know, very methodical, easy way. We know exactly where we're going to get to. Yeah. And we don't want the movie to be a half hour long. So we'll have to do a bunch of stuff. And right. it was, it was very weird. It was a weird, it wasn't even like exactly the pacing of it. It was just the, like, why, why are we doing this stuff for so long when there was all this cool stuff at the beginning? Right. And then we just have to like, it's like the movie tries to convince you that they're really in love for like a really long time. Right. And it's not sure how to do it. And it's not even absolutely sure why it's doing it. It just goes, uh, it's a question about his wife and is she a spy? And we know we have to get there. So we better make it like they're really in love for a long time. And it just, it it was weird. So there was a lot of stuff that I liked. And I even liked Brad Pitt pretty well in this. And I don't generally love him. I mean, he's, he's good when he's good and he's, okay when he's okay or whatever he's not uh someone that i you know immediately love everything they do but i liked him pretty good in this and uh uh marion cotillard was about as good as she's ever been which is really good (laughs) uh she's she is a seriously awesome actress and uh you know there again i mean you're her and amy adams once you're good at something, it's like you're in every other movie right, that comes out. Right. I mean, nobody ever heard of her five years ago, yeah. and now she's in like every third movie. Last year when she was in uh, Macbeth with Michael Fassbender, Fassbender. That would, they both were yeah. insanely good. Um, and now she's uh, in this. She's in like six. She's busy. She's like in like six things that are in production right now. Right. It's like I don't know what she does with her day, but yeah. she, but she's everywhere and she was really good in it but the movie had a lot of problems that you know i won't go into right now what's your rating uh, two <laughs> no i i gave it a six and a half and i and i almost begrudgingly gave it that high i was, wanted to give it five the, from the very this doesn't ruin anything the very first shot is just this like bright sun and you're right the moment i'm watching it i'm like all right establishing credit, whatever. And then right. just this body starts falling. Right. And, and I'm like, huh, okay, wait a minute. And then, you know, there's a, there's a moment where we, we don't have a soft introduction to Brad Pitt. His character basically walks into a scene and you are on your feet running to catch up. Like you have right. to pay attention. They're telling you everything you need to know without telling you anything you need to know because it's all happening right now. So hurry, watch. Right. And for the first 40 minutes of the movie, I was surprised at how engaged I was with it because it really sets up just the singular act. He's a spy. She's a spy. They have a job to do. And it is all about establishing their cover, their rapport, their trust, their distrust. And they do it very deftly. And for 40 minutes, which is a little less than half the running time, maybe that sounds like a lot just to establish something that isn't even in the trailer. Right. But very good it's very effective it's very briskly paced and in a positive way right and it, and it really sucks you in and the, it got to a point where i almost thought maybe this whole whether or not she's a spy thing isn't even what this movie's about right maybe that's like a little segue thing right. but really we're getting to a whole other thing right you don't 
So that's right. Us. Right. There was, but the movie sucks you in and is really interesting and gets you like thinking about that stuff. Yeah. And and it does it in a way that was even even though I know it's trying to go at a brisk pace to set up what the trailer has established later, which is this is she or isn't she kind of thing. Um, like I loved all the soft, easy scenes, like when they're when they're at the diner and he thinks he sees someone that would recognize him and how he handles that. That's perfect. Right. And when later they're practicing their uh, marksmanship and there's a difficulty and he addresses it. And I thought that was perfect. And it just establishes who they are and who they're going to be for this part of the film. It, es- might especially be... because like in that part, right. He's yeah. being more of a jerk he than he needs to be. <laughs> right. But he's not doing it because he's right. that much of a jerk. Right. He's doing it because it's like his job to be that, that jerk yeah. at her at that time yeah then. it was great it was effective and and i found them to be very interesting together when they meet their mission and the conclusion of that basically there's a five minute lapse and then the movie jumps ahead a year and a half so it's been very strange we 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 spent 40 minutes of the movie watching the lead up to this one event, which is about, I think they, they qualify it like seven to 10 days. It's, it's a little over a week or about right, a week right. film. And then, and then there's a, there's like a resolution to that whole thing. And then it's like a flash forward into the next year and a half. And that happens in five minutes. And that felt very clumsy and awkward and forced and understandable because again, they've sold this film on the illusion of this trailer. And I think that strangely, right in, in from the trailer, you would think that you're getting like an hour, right, of right a, of nothing but that. Once again, a Robert Zemeckis film shows everything it doesn't need to in a trailer that ruins so much of what would have been fun just unfolding before you. Right. If if they could have somehow trusted the draw power, which I think is interesting, you used to be able to just put Brad Pitt in a film, and who cares what it's about? Right. You're gonna come see it, and. And Marion Cotillard is, you know, again, she's gaining so much um, yeah, but with then, all of her work th- as then well. Then we had that by the sea thing last right. year where you thought the both of them <laughs> were in that exact same position. Right. We could just put either one of them and, then and we've got both ways. of them right. and no one showed up. So, and so then so they said, no. Nope. Yeah, there's a weird thing that happens, though, for me that takes away from the film because it, it almost stops moving. It was so fun to have that first 40 minutes move the way it did. And I thought... Like you did, I thought as a spy film, this this feels very old, like not not dusty, but like a, a homage to other films that were like right. built upon this kind of pattern and pacing. And I feel like once they get married, it almost comes to a screeching halt, peppered with a couple scenes that are really interesting and provocative. But I also found that I didn't I didn't see them. I don't know why they did this either. There was like a, a real sense of chemistry with them in the first 40 minutes. And then after that, until the last, I'll say until the last 20 minutes. So I'm really talking about a period of maybe 35 or 40 minutes in the movie, but I think it's an important part. I don't feel any chemistry. No, all of, all of a sudden, very flat. And all of a sudden they are very, um, and it's not it, because they're supposed to be distancing from each it's other. Like they're brother and sister, right? No, it's, it's just like, like they're. Yeah. It, it's like what happened is, it, it, they went from falling in love and him, you know, crazily, right, asking her to marry right. him, right, 
Uh, they go from from that craziness, and then they say it's a year later. Yeah. It's almost like it should be twenty years later. Right. Right. Like right. we're and like we are way established in our routine of being married. Yeah. And it's almost like we're sort of bored with the idea Man, or whatever it is. It, I don't know. It almost feels like you know most movies are shot out of order too. It almost feels right, like right. that that forty minutes I'm the, talking about was the first two weeks that they worked. And then they shot the stuff later when they're supposed to first meet each other after they got along with each other. Well. Right. And literally Brad and Marion, like once they understood who they were. Right. They shot that other, better. they shot that other stuff first. Me and, and like somebody told her that Brad Pitt right. was talking trash about her. There's a weird aloofness there that it, they're, they're both skilled enough with what they show earlier. And even in their other work, but they're both skilled enough to portray an aloofness and a suspicion. He of her motives and whether she's the German spy, they say in the movie and her of his changing behavior, like the scene where after they've been intimate and she's like, you were different with me last night. Right. You know, there's a moment there where there's supposed to be a wedge coming between them, but it doesn't feel like there's a wedge there. It feels like you got two strangers on a bus and they have to talk to each other for a minute. Like it just doesn't feel the same I, I will say that I, I thought that the end wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't bad. I'm not going to give it away either. But I thought it finally started picking up some steam right around the time he starts putting the pieces together. Right. And he has to make decisions. And despite the last 30 minutes of the film, more so the first 40 minutes of the film, I believed it. Like, I, right. I thought this is what that guy would do. Right. It only gets to... It's maybe even like the last 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly where it is, but somewhere around there, it's almost like it just starts again. Kind right. Of. It picks it, up and all of a sudden, well, it, it's almost more spy stuff. And the moment is about more spy things, cleaning up the loose ends, the circuits he has to resolve. The moment that kicks in, it, it like gets life again. It, yeah, it, but it feels like when you're watching it, right, the first part and the end is really the part that people were interested in making. Right. And the middle part right. was the people making it. Like Robert Zemeckis is going, oh, we have to have this. Right. You have to have a bunch, you have to fill in a bunch of this stuff because yep. otherwise it doesn't make sense that you're where you are at the end. Right? right. If we don't do a whole bunch of, we don't do a whole bunch of really selling them falling in love because in the beginning mm-hmm. when he says, so come marry me, right? They're not in love, right? <laughs> they barely know each other. Right. It's this, it's this total like love at first sight kind of idea and a survivalism. Like we just went through this, right? Together. Right. Let's, let's and here, yeah. and it's like we have to actually sell all this part in the beginning because otherwise, if we got to the end, right, he'd just go home and shoot her in the head. Right. right. <laughs> He just go well, whatever. She's a spy. Yep. So we have to do all this stuff where they fall in love. They have they have a kid. That's yep. very emotional. We have to not only show a kid there. Yeah. And I thought this was uh, this was actually for me very cheap Robert Zemeckis mm-hmm. uh, work at this point, which was kind of disappointing yeah. because that first part, like we're saying, that's all really good and yeah. it's and it's kind of old school. But right. not only that, and it, not only is it kind of homage right right but it's actually really good at you know it's not just copying what people like alfred hitchcock did right. it's like trying to do what he was trying to do right not just the ambition of not just be it. really copying it right. and going this feels exactly like this but 
but it was really good, right? And yeah. then everything in the middle, it, it's kind of lazy, it's boring. It just slows down like to a dead stop. And this, it's really, for me, lazy Robert Zemeckis screenplay mm-hmm. when you have to actually watch or have the kid, right? Yeah. Because, right. because that's really seriously emotional. Look, they really, really love right. each other because watch the kid being born, right? right? And it's like, really? Because if you want him to be in love, right? right. I don't know. It just, it, it was so, and it has to be during an explosion right. and There's it's like, war scene yeah, like everything has to happen right. at one time, you know? Right. And it, it just was, it, it just felt so much like uh, being manipulative mm-hmm. uh, in, in trying to display emotions when you don't need that stuff. Look at all this other stuff you did that was really good. You didn't have all right. this, you know, nonsensical garbage going on even when you had weird moments that i thought were a little uh odd like when he uh he kills the one german in the phone booth right yeah. that was a little uh that was almost paying homage to the parts that we didn't want right. even then right it's like yeah that seems like something that would happen in right. a 1950s movie right but it's not what i want to leave in if i right. remake it now right, right. it's it's it was it was very odd. It was very like film noir, like right, kooky right. almost, right? Um, but I still liked it, right? It too. still was. It I still was like, but lot. look, like, that was really right. cool, right? Yeah. And then you go into this other part, and it's like you know he just checked out. Right. And just went. I don't know. We have to do something to get yeah. here. And then the you know your audience is like. Um, but wait, right, <laughs> like, right. but I'm still here and I want so, good stuff. Right. Uh, exactly. This is, this is a little over two hours. I like guess two hours and five minutes or so. And you know, I really, I really, 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 really liked an hour of it. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. an hour of this movie is like nine. I do. And then the stuff that really didn't work, which was frustrating and didn't make a whole lot of sense consistently and consistently to the story, really dragged a lot of it down. And, yeah. and, and there were other things like, you, you know, you're talking about, you know, Bob Zemeckis is clearly his thumbprint is now on things when they're when they're together inside the sandstorm in the car. And it is a hundred percent awful looking CGI that I distinctly right. felt when I was watching. I'm like, what did you do that for? Like I, I stopped not right. the movie, but I stopped being in the movie, and and that's actually in the part of the movie that I like the most. And I'm just like, there were some times where these effects that you did were very like. He's like, remember that thing I did in Force Gump with the feather? Right. Like some of that. Throw some of that in. It just feels so weirdly tacked on in a way, um, and and none of that had to do with what I had hoped. And I'm I don't think I'm going to get fooled by Bob Zemeckis anymore. You know, there are some things right. that he's done and set up, and he. He is a talented guy, but I just think he's, I think he's spinning in his own circle. So uh, I, I think he, I think he is too. And like when I said I was scared, uh, or I was at least pretty nervous going into this because of him, because yeah. when he's when he's good, he's good. He's still really good. Yeah. But for a long time, that's what I think. Like I'm starting to think he doesn't have another ten in him. Yeah. Well, right. I, I don't know if he I can put out a movie that I'm well, going to go. Yep. You know what's 10. Really funny? I'm not going to give away anything about this film. Really. I'm not. But when I saw the preview and I thought if he, if he's got, if he's got a real interesting story there and the guy that was the screenwriter has done some really interesting things. Um, it would be interesting if it was like a film I love and not many people have seen. I think you've probably seen it. It's just Kevin Costner, eighties film, no way out. 
Where oh, sure. A, is he a Russian spy or isn't he? Right. That thing is as tense and as fast and as fun because you never know until the end who's who and what's what. I actually started thinking maybe Bob Zemeckis did this film where wouldn't it be a kick if Brad Pitt was the spy? Right. Or maybe neither of them are. Or is it going to be like where he makes a decision and he finds out he was wrong? And now, you know, there are all these great things. But you've totally and given it away now. I haven't said a thing. Everyone, everyone can figure out exactly what happens. But I was kind of in the same boat. And the closer we got to the end, right. and, and, you know, the problem, even though, you know, I – it's only seven and a half, seven and a half, not a bad rating, right? Not bad at all. Um, because there was a lot of it that was good. And the reason that it gets to yeah. stay at seven and a half right. is that all of the stuff that I don't like about it yeah. were things that were just kind of disappointing. Right. Like I, I wish they were better. Not like that was awful and I hate it. And there's a mating dance not or like whatever. Newt, I was just going to say, not and, like Newt and it's like yeah. crushingly right. taking points off because it's horrible, right. awful stuff. Right. It's still a really fun movie and people are going to enjoy it. Yeah. And the things that bring it down are just things that are disappointing. And that yeah. ultimately became one of the disappointments. The, the yeah. longer the movie goes on, the more you start to hope right. that it's something yeah. a little different, that it's, yep. that it's not just the totally straightforward thing. And I will say, uh, if you hang in with this movie and are not as disappointed by the disappointing things that yeah. we were disappointed with, the ending will kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. It, it's, yep. I don't know if it's the best ending or the ending that I want because I want a more complex thing to go on right. than what would make it so you could have that ending. Mm-hmm. But it's as pretty. It's, go, it's a pretty good ending. As endings go, it's a pretty good ending. And it is. Yeah. Go, and you're not going to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think. Right. I don't think there's a lot of replay value in this. No. Because if you liked it enough to watch it again then you liked it too much to watch it again. Because right. then when you think about watching it again, you're going to go, I'll watch uh, that again. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So uh, there's your warning. Yeah. And, uh, but and you know, it you is still it, a very fun movie. Strangely, you were right. This is one of these films where we talk about, is this the film we get in the trailer? You know, I, I actually kind of wish I had never seen the trailer. Right. I mean, it, you know, it, it is the movie you get in the trailer. But it, it's not a good it's thing a good at thing. this point. Right. I seriously, I would say, if there are people out there who have not seen the trailer, don't. Right, just go, go just, check it out. Just don't and, watch and the trailer yeah. and and see the movie. Absolutely. All right. So uh, uh, that's Allied Rules Don't Apply. Yeah. Which, as I said, I'm pretty sure is wide, but it might be limited right now and look, go actually. wider uh, next week. Anyway, um, rules don't apply. Warren Beatty is uh, Howard Hughes. And as we see in the trailer, um, yeah. he's got like his new driver and his new uh, actress that he's got under contract, right. which uh, this is, you know, kind of one slice in the very weird pie that is Howard Hughes. <laughs> and, right. and it's um, inspired by the real life of Howard Hughes. Right. There's, there's a lot of real stuff in it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of liberties uh, oh, taken sure. with it, yeah. but it is kind of, you know, circling this area of the real part of his life that was kind of the downward spiral. Right. And mm-hmm. it's also the very real part of his life 
that he would have actresses uh, under contract at uh, RKO and uh, I think he owned like something else too. too. But, um, but in this movie, anyway, we focus on RKO pictures and uh, um, he would have these actresses that he would set up in a house. He would have them under contract to be actresses uh, that to work in his studio it was all very strange. He would have an apartment for them. They would have a driver. They would, right. they would get like in the, in the movie, it says they get $400 a month right. or week or I think it was a month. I think it's a month, a month. but, but they also get the free, the free house they're living in and they, they've got the driver to do deal. whatever. Yeah. And, uh, often would never do anything with them. Right. Uh, often would never see these people. Yeah. Um, this, focuses on one that he did see right right but there are many of them that he never saw at all never i I mean they just (laughs) they just lived in the house they would uh, go to the studio once in a while like we see there's like acting classes we get little touches of there's acting classes there's screen tests or whatever some of them never met him yeah right and uh and so it's very uh you wouldn't want to do that these days right right (laughs) you would not get away with that now (laughs) um because it's just too weird but he would uh get these actresses and sometimes it was because i mean some of them did become people who were in his movies right some of them are very famous now right right and uh, some of them did work some in movies some of them uh, at, at least some people obviously speculate some people he just got under contract so no one else would be able right. to right. use them in their pictures and and he had the money to do it and right he had insane money right and sure. if he had to if he had to set up someone just so that no one else could use them or whatever yeah. i mean it's just it's so it's like trying to figure out why crazy people do things right. and that's just not a thing yeah anyway so warren Beatty is howard hughes um i gave this one a four and a half because I actually uh, I actually liked a lot of it and I really hated a lot of it yeah and a lot of it was just uh, the the longer this picture went on the more my rating went down yeah when I first started watching it I didn't have real high hopes for it anyway but when I first started watching it for like the first 20-25 minutes I was like oh damn I have to like this right because it started out actually pretty good yeah. And it started out, you didn't get a hell of a lot of Warren Beatty. And the more he's in it, the less I liked it. And, yeah. and the more he's in it and the more that it became really focused on his crazy. Right. Instead of the two people. Right. Uh, the more that it, it went down that road, I was just like, whatever. I don't care. He's crazy. Yeah. It, it loses any ability for me to be interesting. And it starts to feel so much like Warren Beatty wrote the screenplay. Warren Beatty obviously, you know, can yeah. make whatever movie he says right. he's going to make and someone's going to give him a lot of money and everyone's going right. to show up to be in it. And it doesn't matter. And the more the movie went on, the more it just was like this bonkers passion project that I can't figure out why he's so enamored with Howard Hughes or right. having this be a thing or, right. you know, what he's trying to like, you know crazily say about himself like there's something in this movie where it really begins to have delusions of grandeur like it starts talking to you like you already know that it's awesome 
Right, right. And, and so I can just say this, and you get it because you know this is awesome. Right. And I don't know, it's very weird. And and then I ended up being so bored and kind of hating everything that was happening. And, you know, the only thing that I ended up liking <laughs> from beginning to end was Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Who, <laughs> yeah. Who was really right. good. Yeah. But is also like wallpaper in the movie. Right. Right. <laughs> but he was he was good. Yeah. Um, I did I did like the other I did like the other two people. But by the time you get to the end, I just I don't care anymore. Yeah. And uh, and the, there's still some fun, but I I feel like most of the fun in the movie is just lost in the in the weird fog of what's happening. Yeah. And. And it just went in so many different directions, and ultimately, I, I just couldn't like it. So, <laughs> picking out Matthew Broderick as the as the shining star is just absolutely just funny to me. Not because of it's not because I don't agree with it. It's just he's the one. Because strangely enough, there's this is like one of these films that when you're a big Hollywood guy and you're making a film, you can get everybody in it. Right. What the hell is with Ed Harris in it? I, three seconds. I know. I don't you know. And, and Steve Coogan. For there, like I know. Three seconds. There are people in you this know, movie. It's like a cameo fest. It reminds yeah. me of like the player. The, you just walk down the street and you're like, hey, Nicholson. Except, hey, Cruz. except that it's, it's except amazing. that it doesn't do it. Right. It except that do it doesn't do anything right. with them. Just it's just like. It, there are people in the credits who don't have names. Yeah, right, the I characters exactly. don't have names, yeah. and yet it's They're, Ed Harris it's, it's or it's or it's star, some big right. some big so, person. I mean, you know, there's been a couple films seen uh, like that lately, and in a way, it, I felt like what he really wanted to do was make something that was kind of Coen Brothers, Hail Caesar ish, right? Because that's when it when it works with the weird humor, bizarre characters strange you know overlapping storyline like it feels like that's what it really is trying to become right um and it it never really gets there at all i i gave it a six oh i thought i thought despite your record how did you get to six i'll tell you and this is this is a really really weird thing for me because it it doesn't happen very often i found it to be charming as much as i was bored like I liked the performances. I, I was I, I think that's true. Like for the first half, yeah, maybe. Well, but I, then, oh, it, oh, well, then it lost me. This won't, but this anyway. won't change anybody's mind. For us, it's pretty standard. At two hours and six or ten minutes, this thing is twenty to thirty minutes too long. If at it, least, if it had been, if it had been, yeah, at least if it had been <laughs> an hour and a half to an hour and forty minutes, I think it would have been sharp and something between a Hail Caesar and a Woody Allen, like. It thing like there's an avenue here of whatever Warren Beatty is trying to share about what might not even be Howard Hughes, but what he remembers of Howard Hughes, but what he thinks. But also, it's like and, this whole weird play about the movie world right, too, right. He's which to do so much, which it almost feels like by the time you're done with this movie, yeah, it feels like it's only about that. Because it's the Academy who will vote for right. it. And it's, if it's about movies, they then the Academy them. will sure. vote for it. And Warren Beatty is, uh, he is steadfast in his Hollywood reputation and belovedness amongst all right, the people right. there. So they're going to, they're going to like this for liking it. You right. Know? And it's good to see Warren doing something. Yeah. Um, the, the, the problem here is that there's a decision to be made and he couldn't make it. And because he's been doing this 
you know, I read something where he was trying to get this done for 40 years, which is believable. Like I, I've, I've known he's had sure. a power use thing for a long time. And when you try to do something for so long, it goes through a lot of iterations. And then maybe you're just too close to it because it feels like the editing is one of the story and the editing are the big problems here for me. The best part of the thing is if he'd made a decision and stuck with it instead of what he did, which is steal the film away from the two characters, Frank and uh, Marla. And their story was actually very engaging with him being in the periphery. And it almost felt like when he was looking at the cut, he had to be like, no, no, I got to be in this more. I'm Howard Hughes. And he rests the film away from them in an awkward way. And then it's more about him and whether it's true or fanciful eccentricities, eccentricities of Hughes, then it's about him and they're just the periphery. Right. And it would have succeeded better if he had just chosen one and made it like I, and when, when you get to the end, the when you get to the end part of right. both of them, right. Right. You're so lost from them for I, so long. Yep. And, and to be quite honest, the end though, I didn't hate the end, but I came pretty close to it. It, it doesn't satisfy anything except almost to suggest, and they lived happily ever after. Right. Like just roll the music. And, and if he wanted to end the film, like an old RKO film, then I guess he succeeded, but it's terribly unsatisfying. Right. And, and the problem is after the first hour, when it starts to segue away from them to him and his, his weirdness is kind of, actually kind of amusing in places like when she's finally started drinking and Oliver Platt is there to give him money for TWA screaming and he just can't get him to say anything but the same friggin' sentence over and over again. It's actually kind of fun to watch that scene, even though that scene takes too long to do. There, even at the worst parts of the movie, there are still lots of fun bits of it. It is. And it does frustrate. It does kind of feel like, um, because there are lots of, good bits of it and there are lots of parts that you can individually in this scene have a lot of fun with yep. um but it the problem is that it feels like maybe a movie that you've been trying to make for 30 or 40 years yeah. and when you've been doing it that long and someone finally says okay but do this then you go okay i'll do that yeah because right. it's uh, like i'm just uh, i'm just so sick of yeah, right. it just sitting there and not getting it out right that all, you know, you'll even if you're Warren Beatty, it's like you'll do whatever it takes right. to just finally get it done and make it happen. Yeah, and then it feels weirdly splotchy, right? It's yeah, got like much. it's got like good Man. parts and bad parts, and not only that, but it's got this whole Hollywood thing. It's trying to be like an update of old Hollywood movies. Yeah, but it can't decide what movie it's an Which update one? of. Right. right, right. It's like. It, it's like kind of uh, almost like showgirl type movies. Yep. It's like uh, it, it's it's like every, it's part Marx Brothers I movie. I was gonna say I swear <laughs> there needs to be high paced music and a chase or or a footfall on banana peels. Like there's, right, there's missing and, and, yeah, things, and it's, that's where it wants and to it's go. got this stuff too. Like yeah. it's got the banana nut ice cream and that yeah, chef. Right. Right. That chef who is, you know, complaining about all the ice cream and like that guy literally is in a Marx Brothers movie. Right. It's yeah. like right. it, it's yeah. like it it's trying to update the whole world of film. Right. In in one he, in one big show. It it reminded me in a lot of parts of uh you remember Down with Love, uh you yeah. and McGregor and Renee yeah. Zellweger, and it was basically an update of Pillow Talk right. and 
those those that type of those movies. Films. It even has scenes that are like from, directly yeah. from Pillow Talk and stuff. I remember that. And that movie was awesome. Right. And no Got one right. no Nobody one liked it, it or right. saw it, it or anything. It didn't matter. But that movie was great. But that movie just was, you know, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Not, and I'm also going to do 10 other things or right. be five other kinds of movies that I liked right. in the 60s or, you know, whatever. And this movie, it's just, you know, from one moment to the next, you yeah. don't know what movie you're watching or why you're watching it or yeah. whatever. And when they they get to a point where they abandon the two kids, right. basically, yep. and, and everything after that, like I'm suffered. Uh, I'm fast. just, I'm out. I it, like it, it's, it's so, it so shut me out of itself. That by the time you get to, there's a lot of good stuff at the end with him. Yeah. Uh, it it's not terrible when she comes back eventually. Right. Except that you just you can't care in the way that the movie wants Want, me to care because for work. so long. Right. It's just been throwing this other stuff, and I feel like there's a different version of this movie. You know, like you said, where there's there's more of them. Yeah. There's more of Matthew Broderick. Right. Because he and he is good, even though he we is. we joked about that no. now. But there is more of that character's yeah. role in this story. That's a way better story mm-hmm. because he's there for a reason, he, and yeah. and he doesn't get to the reason part right. of his existence. Or they, or they, right? they just cut it because he wanted him. Right, right, picture. right. There's, there are times when he when Beatty effectively humanizes Howard Hughes to the point where even as an eccentric, really strangely unpredictable, bizarre guy who just will get up from talking to you, go in another room and talk to someone in a closet about you. Right. You know, that's like so weird. There are moments where both Frank and Lily and and actually strangely the scene where Matthew Broderick can hear yelling at each other. Like there are peppered moments where he becomes humanized and and actually a consideration where by the end of the film where they expect you to have put all the effort in that they couldn't do themselves to make you care about him, you're just kind of left like, man, that would have been sweet if you'd nailed that. Right. And I think you could have if you had had the story be more about the two of them with the periphery of Howard Hughes always looming in the background, maybe maybe changing their plans. And pepper him in with more scenes like when they walk to get a hamburger in front of the plane. Right. Or when he just shows up to tell her, like, I saw your screen test. You're going to need a few more things. That scene of her drinking and playing the piano and the way he reacts to that song, which sounds so awful in the beginning. And right. then by the third bar in, he's like, wait, you're, you're bad at this and you sing badly great. Right. Like, and he can see this and she's loosened up. I would watch, you know, two hours of that movie all day long. And I would have been nuts for that. Right. Even though I'm not wild about Warren Beatty, I still thought that, I guess, you know, I, I guess overall the plot and the editing were the big villains here because I really liked all the characters and I liked all the actors doing what they were doing with the sole exception of Warren Beatty doing too much too often. Right. You know, but I think if you trim all that down, I think you've got like an eight or nine film here too. I right, really right. do think that was that was a lot of stuff he had. He just didn't know how to hold the pull it together. And and especially because there are so many things in this that like I said, there are these scenes that if you cut all the good scenes out of this movie and just watched all the good scenes right. together, you would you would go, obviously that's an awesome movie. Right. 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. Because it has a lot of things that are great. Yeah. And like you mentioned that one scene where they're walking down Oh, the great. the big long thing to have a hamburger. Yeah. 
that scene is really great, especially because they don't explain anything to you. Right. right. And, and they, yeah. they never explain anything to you even for a second. Right. And they're walking down this thing. You don't know why they're walking there. You don't know what on earth could make you have a table here that you just right. suddenly are sit down and have a hamburger. Yeah. And who the hell put it there right, in the right. first place and yeah. all this stuff. And you're watching it and you're like, you're like sucked in by the uh, craziness yeah. of it. And yeah. it was, and it was great. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't survive through right. all of the, all of the movie and all of the things that are good. When the girl is good, she's not always when no, the driver's right. good. He's not always when yep. Warren Beatty's good. He's not always. Yep. So you just, you can't Matthew every broader. Cause the only one he's good exactly. Always. He's, he's, he was good, he's good all the time. Yeah. Uh, he was even, he was really good all the time. He was even good. Like he stuck out to me in a really weird way because he, there's this one scene really far towards the end where he started eating ice cream. Yeah. And I was like, shut up. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that's even in the script. Right. I, he's just doing he, it. He was yeah. just like, I'm going to do I'm this. <laughs> I agree. Was, I agree. He, he was really good. Anyway, yeah. uh, we're uh, well over an hour already. We might yeah. as well uh, wrap up. So, uh, unfortunately, like, very disappointing. And both yeah. of these movies, I think the thing is uh, just disappointing. Yeah. Ab- that's right. Not, not awful or horrible. You still should probably go They're see them. strong in places, but. Yeah, I'd, I don't know yeah. that I can get behind recommending rules don't apply too much, especially because yeah. there's so much else to a certain person, that you could go see. To, right? a, to a certain person, I would easily recommend. Oh, yeah, they're going to love it. I mean, if you to the general audience, if you no. have if you have the right person, they're going to love person, this. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, anyway, Allied, I think I would, though. Allied, yeah, Allied is, Allied is still yeah, good. You, you still got to go see that. Yeah. Uh, you're just going to be disappointed, yeah. but you got to <laughs> But you got to go see it. And but by the end. But yeah, everyone has to go see right. it and yeah. just to see what happens at the end. And right. then a lot of people are going to end up pissed at me for saying that. Right. You made me watch that. I you love it. Bastard. That's right. But, uh, next week, I have no idea. There's no way to, there's no way to uh, tell you right now yeah, who knows. what it's going to be next week, but it's probably going to be at least four movies. Sure. <laughs> because, <laughs> because right. there's too much. We've got uh, the stuff that's actually coming out. Right. But we're going to start hitting some of the well, stuff that doesn't release until Christmas. Jackie comes out week. and Bad Santa 2, which you renamed in my mind forever now, which is hilarious. <laughs> but those are the ones that officially come out. But, I mean, we've got tons of things. Yeah, but uh, we're definitely going to start hitting some of the uh, yes. 23rd releases next right. week. Okay. So Cool. So uh, you've listened to us long enough. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please, please share, uh, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 